Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, February the 28th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a very solid seven-game NBA Monday night NBA slate. Uh, everything starts at 7 p.m. Eastern on all three FanDuel, DraftKings, and Yahoo. So we're going to go over uh, each team here, break it down, and see if we can put together some winners for you for tonight. Hope you all had a, a good weekend. Um, definitely some topsy-turvy kind of stuff going on. Some good things, some bad things, uh, NBA-wise. Some interesting things, but uh, grinding it out, you know, that's the key. Grind out some of those in-between days, uh, get some wins where you can take them, and keep building for some takedowns. So I'm feeling great about this week's schedule. I like the way the NBA has scheduled it out. Um, decent amount of games, so we have uh, a really good look at being unique, you know, some contrarian plays, some chalk plays. You can mix it up when you've got a good schedule like this. So really appreciate everybody joining in here. Check us out on the way in here. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. Those things are super important to us. And uh, if you have a chance, hit the little alert button in the upper corner there. That If you hit that bell, it will give you an alert every time one of our podcasts posts. We do have seven day a week in front of the paywall NBA podcasts. We're going to be uh, also uh, adding some afternoon podcasts that um, our, my partner in NBA here, Andrew Hansen, is going to be putting together. So you'll get more of an early view that we'll have up at lunchtime that will give you a full breakdown of everything and then a little afternoon update to get you uh, really ready for the slate when it locks. So should be fun. Uh, we look forward to that. We'll be announcing uh, those dates when we're going to have the the uh, duo of podcasts. Also, uh, don't forget on the weekends, catch Saturday. Uh, we're doing a live stream collaboration, myself and Gundacker. Uh, we had a lot of action in there this Saturday. Uh, great chat, great fun. And we'll be posting that uh, in our Discord and on our Twitter. All right, that is it. We're fired up for this week. Good PGA week. We've all got our fingers crossed that baseball gets their dilemma settled so they can get started here uh, in beginning of April. And uh, But we're focused on the NBA. We're looking to take down some stuff, not even just cash. you know. And I usually am a grinder, but I'm, I'm ready for a takedown. So let's start reviewing this seven-gamer because I think there's some great edge for us uh, across the board here. All right, first game, 7 o'clock. It's the Minnesota Timberwolves and Cleveland Cavaliers. Minnesota's favored by three. It's a 218.5 total, 110.75 implied for Minnesota, 107.75 for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Minnesota comes into this game 32 and 29. Cleveland comes in at 36 and 24. Uh, questionable tags here. There are none that are questionable, but we do have a probable for Marvin Bagley for Minnesota, and we know that um, McKinley Wright is out. For Cleveland, you still have Garland, Lavert, and Rondo. All three guards still remain out for Cleveland, so we're back into that exact scenario that we had uh, this last game. 
So statistically speaking, Minnesota has now surpassed Houston as the fastest team in the league. So talk about a monster pace up game for Cleveland, uh, even though they're a little thin at the guard spot for sure. Um, uh, Cleveland, by the way, is not fast. They're 25th. So big pace down for those T-Wolves players. Defensively, Minnesota, even though they're the fastest in the league, have main, maintained mid-level defense. They're 16th. Uh, Cleveland, we know, has been locking people down with all those seven-foot trees in there. They are sitting fourth. So a couple of things to look at here. Um, let's talk Cleveland first since we know they're going to be shorthanded. Brandon Goodwin, you know, you know, is going to get minutes. He's certainly a great go-to spot here. He's forced into a good minutes uh, time frame with just being so short at the point. Uh, he's 5'2", so very reasonable in this pace-up game uh, against the fastest team in the league. So Goodwin certainly looking like somewhat of a plug-and-play for me right off the schneid here. But uh, certainly at 5-2, it's not a free square, but I think it's a, a really good, solid uh, opportunity for him uh, with this pace. Obviously, Lori Markinen's been uh, coming out of the gate great here after uh, being out for a long time with an injury. He's only 6K and a good price. And then the two bigs have to be considered here as well because they're both, both priced fairly. And uh, they certainly have a great opportunity here with the interior of Minnesota and getting out uh, on the fast break. And that's Evan Mobley at 6'9 and Jared Allen at 7'3. You also can look off the bench. Uh, Jetty Osmond at 4'4 and Kevin Love is down to 5'3. So a lot of good options for Cleveland here. I'm certainly going to come out with at least two calves, probably not more. I really try to steer from three. Uh, not a big stacker when you have slates of medium to large size, and I consider this seven-game size uh, slate as a, as a pretty good size, a medium-sized slate. So, uh, you know, as of now, Goodwin and, and one of uh, either Markin and Mobley or Allen at this moment, but going to be watching things very closely here. On the Minnesota side, you've got a, a low-price Patrick Beverly at 5K. He will harass Goodwin a little bit. And, you know, may outscore him. So Patrick Beverly uh, on the other side is a great immediate pivot from Goodwin and his ownership if you're interested there. So that's a nice option. And then you've got the big three, uh, not priced as bad as they were, but still it's a big three. So it's hard to decide where to go, if anywhere, with this tough Cleveland defense. But Russell at 7-2, Edwards at 7 and Cat at 9-8 certainly all come into play uh, without question. That's where I stand on that game, so I will have exposure. 218.5 is not a very good number. We've got some big monster numbers uh, coming up at 240, at 236, uh, etc. cetera, uh, and even this next game is quite a bit higher. It is the Indiana Pacers and Orlando Magic. Orlando's favored by one. It's a 231.5 total. 115.25 for Indiana, 116.25 for Orlando. Love when both teams surpass that 115 mark. I've had good success really targeting those kind of games where you're going to get a close game and a really decent scoring game. Indiana comes in 21 and 41 
Orlando 14 and 47. So rough year for both of them. Lance Stevenson questionable, and we know he's had a good couple of games here, especially recently, had a really good game. So, you know, nice to know what his situation is. McConnell, Turner, and Warren remain out. For Orlando, how about this? We are going to get the return of Markel Fultz. Haven't said his name in a season, uh, but looks like he's back in the mix. Certainly not playable, massive minutes restriction, but it does take a little tiny sliver away from uh, Cole Anthony for sure, and maybe even a little bit with Jalen Suggs so, and R.J. Hampton. So Fultz, I would assume he'll play, what, 10, 12, 15 minutes, somewhere in there, but something to really keep an eye on because he was a completely forgotten commodity uh, for that team. Uh, Isaac and Mo Wagner uh, remain out. Franz Wagner is in. So, interesting game here. And I can't believe we're getting Markel Fultz back. Statistically speaking, a couple of things. Indiana's on the second night of a back-to-back. So, that will shuffle the deck a bit there. We got to see how that transpires with what uh, uh, Carlisle's going to do there. And he does have a tendency to not try to burn folks out on second night of back-to-backs. Uh, they are 19th in pace, Orlando's eighth. So pace up for Indiana. Defensively, these two teams are terrible, 27th and 24th respectively. And that does open the door uh, for some, some good potential here. You've got Malcolm Brogdon back and looking great. Question is minutes. Uh, he's 7-1, but certainly very playable. Uh, looks like he's feeling great. Uh, he had, was out for a long time with Achilles soreness, but that seems to have healed healed up. So he is an option. Uh, really expensive Tyrese Halliburton at 8-6 uh, with the return of Brogdon and Heald doing so well. Uh, a little hard to pay that price. Heald is 7K now. So those days of getting him in the fives as a nice little add-on uh, are over. Uh, O'Shea Brissett's been playing really good ball. He's 5'9". And then Isaiah Jackson at 5'8 can have some decent games. You know, he's been the starting center now a couple of games in a row. Looks like he's got that spot over Bataze and Terry Taylor. They do use that bench, though. Duarte, Jalen Smith, if Lance Stevenson is back, and the aforementioned Taylor Batazzi. So, you know, a little bit tough to go uh, deep here, but Brogdon at 7-1 still seems like a fair price. I expect him to get 30 minutes, and, you know, for that reason, he's my selection there. Don't mind going on the cheap either for the Brissett or Jackson play. On the Orlando side, again, you know, Cole Anthony, 6'8", a fair price, but I don't like that Fultz, you know, hovering there. Uh, they do get time for R.J. Hampton. Suggs has been much better, but now that that backcourt is getting a little jammed, uh, not as crazy to go there, but Suggs is cheap at 5'4", certainly can consider him. Franz Wagner's been inconsistent. He woke up a little bit. Maybe he's gotten over that rookie wall and feeling a little better. So at 5'7", uh, he's in play. Uh, if he's going to be guarded by Heald, for example, uh, that could be a, a really good opening for him because Heald is not the best defender. So Wagner on my radar for the first time in a while. And then, you know, obviously Wendell Carter Jr. at 7'4", 
He's had some very nice games. He's consistent. I uh, would not recommend Mo Bamba. I've gone down that road trying to go on the cheap buy down at center. He's 4-7, which seems tempting, but he has not played well uh, whatsoever. So more so looking at Carter. The best guy off the bench is Chubo Kiki. He had a really great game the last time out, uh, you know, 10x type of game. He is 5-5, so, you know, you got to pay a little bit for him, but certainly uh, a decent option there too. All right, we go to game three. So the two 7 o'clock games are under our belt. We have a 7.30 game. It's the Toronto Raptors and Brooklyn Nets. Toronto's favored by 4.5, 2.19, pretty low total, 111.75 for Toronto and 107.25 uh, for the Brooklyn Nets. Coming into the game, Toronto's 32-27, and 27, Brooklyn 32-29. and 29. So two teams really battling here. Big questionable tag on Fred Van Vliet. He's had a sore knee for quite some time. He's questionable a lot. He's been playing, although he has missed a few games along the way. So we can't take that designation for granted. We need to follow that news. And it's very important news. It certainly affects everything on that Toronto side. Um, other than that, we know Ananobi is also remaining out. For Brooklyn, Durant, Harris, Kyrie Irving, because it's a home game, and Ben Simmons are out. So, you know, interesting here. Interesting to see what the rotation of Brooklyn uh, is going to look like. Uh, we have both of these teams on the first night of a back-to-back -to, -back to help complement uh, complicate things a little bit. Uh, so something to keep an eye on there. Uh, Nurse generally plays his guys, and, you know, he's he's getting big minutes regardless. Uh, Nash seems to be a little bit more cautious on back-to-back, -back, so it could cut in to a few minutes for some of their guys. Toronto plays pretty slow at 23rd. Brooklyn has been in that top 10 in pace most of the season, their ninth. Defensively, very middle of the road, 15th and 18th for these two squads. So it's going to be very important to know that Fred Van Vliet news. Pretty much when he's out, we get a lot of Pascal Siakam, believe it or not, playing, uh, bringing the ball up, playing sort of a pseudo point guard, point forward. He's 8-4, which is a very fair price. Uh, very interesting uh, to me, regardless of Van Bleet's in or out. But if he's out, definitely Siakam moves up the list. As well as uh, Gary Trent at 6-2, Scotty Barnes at 5-7. Those guys definitely get my attention. I like that core group. Uh, I know a lot of people have been trying to, to get value and go to a Boucher, a Chua. Chua had a great game the last time. Thad Young's getting minutes now. Kem Birch has been starting. So I'm steering clear of that uh, front court for Toronto. I don't like the split minutes with four or five guys now, uh, which is, you know, unusual to what uh, Nurse has been doing. But he's been playing, you know, Van Vliet, Trent, Barnes and Siakam a million minutes and then rotating about five guys at that center spot. So uh, I'm going to focus on the guys that I know are going to get 30 plus minutes uh, for the Brooklyn side. It's going to be extremely interesting here uh, with, with Kyrie out. And we saw what he did the last game really helped them uh, pull that game out. But Patty Mills at four, six, really cheap, but not playing well. Seth Curry at five, nine, much more effective all the way around statistically with Kyrie off the floor. So he's an option. 
Bruce Brown can throw a great game in, in there for you at 5-1. Uh, Mid-level priced Andre Drummond at 6-1 is an option. Not one of my favorite, though, with LaMarcus getting decent minutes at 4-5. James Johnson at 4-1 has been inconsistent. He can you know get you a nice game, but he can also crush your lineup, and I can say that from experience. Um, after that, Dragic is now in the mix uh, at guard in that rotation, especially uh, with Kyrie out. So at 4-2, you can, you know, if he's going to get decent minutes, he can be an option. Uh, after that, a little too risky all the way around uh, with the other plays for me. All right. The other 7:30 game is the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat. Should be an entertaining game. It is Miami minus four and a half. A uh, decent 224 and a half total, 110 implied for Chicago, 114 and a half uh, for the Miami Heat. Coming into the game, Chicago's 39 and 22, Miami 40 and 21. So one game separates them in the East. Uh, so that should be a very hard fought game without question. Um, in this game, by the way, they're both on an island, so it's going to be a focus game. Guys are going to get the minutes they need to get. Vuk is probable, so he popped up, but I, you know, he should be in. The still the same three for Chicago are out, and Ball, Caruso, and Williams. For Miami, uh, there's a questionable tag on Caleb Martin, which does affect their rotation a bit with the Robinsons and Struces, uh, and you know, gave Vincent's of the world. So. Interesting to know what Caleb's uh, status will become. Kyle Lowry's out, so that does open a lot uh, for that point guard spot for specifically Gabe Vincent and some of these other guys we'll talk about. Morris and Oladipo remain out. As far as the statistical look here, Chicago's 12th in pace. We all know Miami plays very slow. They've maintained that all year, slow and in control. Uh, they are 27th in pace. Defensively, Chicago 19th. They've hovered around that same area. Miami's actually dropped a little bit. They're out of the top 10 all the way down to 13th. So they've had a few tough defensive games, which is surprising with Bam and um, uh, Jimmy playing. So uh, we'll see if they're going to tighten it up a little bit. Um, certainly, this would be a good spot to do that. As far as uh, we mentioned, you know, Gabe Vincent at 3-6 is going to be very popular. He stepped up when Lowry's been out before and played terrific. But he's also, you know, it's a big jump up for Tyler Hero at 6-3. It gets him those extra minutes, uh, and we know what he can do points per minute when he gets hot. So both guys on my list, uh, definitely interested on both sides there. If you want to pay up, you know, your two Regular spots here with Miami are fair. Jimmy Butler's sub nine. He's eight nine, uh, sub, yeah, eight nine. And Bam's eight eight. So their prices have been higher, much higher than that um, in the nines generally. So <clears throat> you do get some good options here. And I definitely have some interest. So a couple of uh, rostering, a couple guys here on Miami are very likely for me. Um, on the Chicago side, you know, you got the three situations here. Levine at 8-3, DeMar DeRozan at 10-2, and Vuk at 9-2. So um, unfortunately, the streak for DeRozan ended the last game. Uh, I have been on him all the time, but I did 
sort of feel that last game was a good fade possibility. I sort of feel the same way here. Uh, I just think that tough Miami defense, a 10-2 price on DeRozan, just can't go there, not with Butler and Bam. I know their defensive uh, rating is down a little, but in a game that means this much here at home, I know Spolster is going to have these guys up, and they're going to focus a lot on DeRozan, I think, making sure to hold him down with uh, Tucker specifically, uh, probably getting that assignment, and then a little bit of Jimmy Butler too. So no picnic for DeRozan. Don't see you know why to go to that 10-2 price here. If you want to go second flight, uh, you've got Levine at 8-3 and Vuk at 9-2. Uh, I would prefer probably Levine at 8-3 here, although he's probably going to get Jimmy Butler defense. So it's a tough one, man. I mean, there's no easy plays on the Chicago side. The matchups are tough. Um, but, you know, if I'm going to have some Miami exposure, um, I would like to come back with somebody on the Chicago side. I don't like anybody off that bench. You know, White, Jones, Thompson, Brown, you know, just don't get anything. Uh, no excitement there. Dasunmu at 5-6 is a possibility. He does play 40 minutes a lot of times. So, you know, he's disappointed a few times as well. But if you want to go on the cheap, he's probably a good spot to go. Um, you know, I'd look there or probably Levine on the Bulls side for now. All right. We've got four down, three to go. Um, I would like to say real quickly, we'd love to have you join us. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have several memberships that you can jump on. We have the Luca special that runs all the way to April 1st. And we have um, second half NBA still available. And that goes all the way through the playoffs as well, all the way till June 19th. So we have a great, great uh, option of memberships. We'd love to have you join the Coach Talk family. We have the best Discord and family and group, whatever you want to call it, in uh, in Discord. It is a great group of members. Also, um, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor for this uh, podcast. It is Prize Picks. You can go to prizepicks.com, sign up there for the first time, make a deposit all the way up to 100 bucks. You get an exact match from Prize Picks. So you, if you use the uh, word promo code COACHTALK, C-O-A-C-H-T-A-L-K. No spaces. Coach Talk gets you that 100% match all the way up to 100 bucks on your first deposit. We're also uh, really ramping up prize picks content. Uh, we're putting a lot of information in Discord, including our plays and picks of the day. Uh, Josh Crash Davis and myself have been attacking and having some really good success at prize picks. So really encourage you to check them out as well. All right, let's get to the other three games. We've got an 8 o'clock game. There's actually three 8 o'clock games. No late games tonight. How weird is that? So three 8 o'clock games to finish out this slate. Uh, be an early night tonight. Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder. Sacramento's favored by 4.5. It's a 228.5 total. 116.5 implied for the Kings. 112 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Coming into the game, two teams we know it's not been a fun season. Sacramento's 22 and 40. The Thunder are 19 and 41. Rashawn Holmes questionable for Sacramento. Uh, Terrence Davis is out. 
For the Thunder, we got a bunch of guys out. They, I mean, I don't know how they're not getting fined for tanking. Dort out, Giddy out, Jerome out, Muscala out, JRE out, Kenrich Williams out. So that really lightens the load for how many players in that rotation, but they still find a way to play a bunch of guys. So uh, definitely gets a little bit hairy there for sure. Uh, this should be a competitive game, though. Pretty low spread, decent enough total. Uh, both teams on an island game. Uh, Sacramento's fifth in pace, Oklahoma City 13th. So you got a, a good run for your money here. Defensively, Sacramento second to last in the league. So something that the Thunder can certainly attack. Uh, Oklahoma City, though, as much as they've rotated all these youngsters, they are trying to crack that tap, uh, top 10 in defense. They are sitting at 11th, and they are scrappy defensively. So it's an interesting game here. Uh, certainly want some exposure to it. SGA is going to be wildly popular at 9-6. It is a little expensive, but with all those other guys out, I mean, you're talking a bunch of usage guys are not playing. So SGA, uh, solid, solid play. will get a lot of ownership. If you want to go to the second flight pricing-wise, there's a couple of other great options, I think. Trey Mann at 5-4, and Aaron Wiggins is only 3-6. Those two guys are showing they're getting more minutes, they're contributing more, and I think all you know, all three of those uh, frontcourt players, uh, I'm sorry, backcourt players for Oklahoma City are in play for me. Uh, as far as the bigs, Baisley 6-2, uh, Favors 3-2, you know, nothing to write home about. Roby and Pokashevsky in the fours are both uh, getting some time off the bench, but I prefer uh, really the guards uh, in this game from the Thunder side. From Sacramento's side, you know, it's been pretty much the De'Aaron Fox and Demonis Sabonis show. Uh, you do have to pay the, the piper for them, though. It's 8-5 for uh, Fox, 9-5 for Sabonis. Sabonis has been very good, though. I, I have to say he has been terrific since he had come over. It's a big price-up payment there with a couple of other big dogs here still on the slate. So I don't know if I'm going to get to the 9-5 number. Like I say, the Thunder do slow it down at times a little bit and play some tough defense, but uh, certainly in play. Uh, I do like the fact that Sabonis, where he really, his career took off in Oklahoma City, uh, the fact that he's there, he's got some uh, you know, friends and people there that, that when he was in the city really uh, supported him. So that does give him a little boost and certainly is in consideration for my center spot because he's doing it all. I mean, he's definitely, other than the Joker, the best passing big man in the league. So he's getting you those assists to go with the points and rebounds. And let's face it, you can attack that Thunder interior. It's not good. Baisley favors Roby Pokashevsky, basically. A little uh, Krejcik, too. So I, I really think Sabonis is a solid play. The question is, can you get the salary there? From the uh, Fox at 8-5, you know, he's gotten to his number a bunch since Halliburton's been out of town. So he certainly can be looked at uh, as a consideration if you have the salary. Don't know if I'll go both guys, though. Probably going to make the choice and leaning right now to Sabonis. The rest of the crew just doesn't interest me. Too much volatility, too much disappointment. Holiday. Barnes, Harkless, Lamb, Mitchell, DiVincenzo, Holmes if he plays, Lyles. 
you know, that whole group's just splitting a bunch of minutes all over the place. Um, so really, it's been the same story, and it may be that way for most of the season, uh, the rest of the season for Sacramento, you know, Fox and Sabonis or get down the road. All right, the second 8 o'clock game, Charlotte Hornets, Milwaukee Bucks. Charlotte is on the second night of a back-to-back, so that is something we have to keep in mind here. Um, Milwaukee's favored by 10, so you got our only double-digit uh, factor of oh, uh, t- uh, spread here is what I'm trying to say. Total, uh, yeah, minus 10 is, is a scary number, but we'll see. 240 and a half, that changes the tune a little bit. That's the highest total on the slate. And you have two fantastic uh, implied totals, 115.25 for Charlotte and 125.25 uh, for the Bucks, which is easily the number one highest implied total. So exposure to this game is more than likely going to be necessary. Uh, these two teams uh, get up and down the court and uh, they're tough. So uh, I think this is a, a great game to target. For Charlotte, you've got uh, the Jalen McDaniels, the not Jaden, the, the other twin, Jalen McDaniels, is uh, questionable. Nick Richards, questionable. Gordon Hayward, out. For Milwaukee, we have three guys out, Connington, Hill, and Lopez. So really not much change there. Charlotte comes in 30 and 32, so they're needing some wins. Milwaukee, 36 and 25. So statistically, the reason this game is definitely the highest total on the board, you've got the sixth and seventh fastest paced teams in the league. So that's a huge plus. Charlotte is 21st defensively, Milwaukee 13th. So yeah, a lot of chance for DFS points, possessions, and certainly want some exposure here. Is the second night of a back-to-back going to affect Charlotte very much? I mean, it could. It is a double-digit, barely a double-digit, but it is a double-digit spread. So, you know, if it gets away from Charlotte, you can see some of those starters losing some minutes. uh, And that's something we have to keep uh, a real close eye on. Plus, the Charlotte uh, bench has become a very strong bench. So, you know, if you want to pay up and get after it with Charlotte, these guys are all in play. Let's face it. For me, LaMelo Ball at 9-1, Terry Rozier at 7-9, Miles Bridges at 7-5, P.J. Washington at 5-4. For me, Montrez Harrell off the bench at 6-K, Kelly Oubre at 5-5 also. So lots of opportunities there to double up on some Hornets. Uh, That bench, like I say, they're using Cody Martin, J.T. Thor. Mason Plumlee's been starting at center, probably will remain doing that even though Harold's been getting a little bit more action uh, from there. So like I say, you know, second night of back-to-back, eight or nine deep, pretty much nine deep in the rotation does give you a little angst, but there are a lot of possibilities here, and I'm definitely going to have some Charlotte uh, players on my roster. For Milwaukee, the question is, do you pay up for Mr. Giannis? Um, He's at 12K, which is a big price. But he does not have the Joker or Luka uh, or Harden or Embiid on this slate. So I would assume everybody's pay-up option is going to be Giannis. He's going to be very highly owned. And I get it. It might be a tremendous play. Um, So we'll see. Um, It is an island game for them. 
you know, he's the sensible play to make. And as of right now, you know, if we locked in five minutes, Giannis would be on my squad. And there's enough value that you can work everybody around in there. If you don't go with Giannis and you want to look at the second flight guys from Milwaukee, they're very capable of having big games themselves, especially if this game stays close enough. You've got a fair price Drew Holiday at 7-8. Same thing with Chris Middleton at 7-6 and Bobby Portis at 6-9. Those guys get there often and can be uh, certainly uh, good spots to go if uh, you know you either go there with maybe two of them as opposed to Giannis. But for me, I'm going to go Giannis and, uh, for now and, and go down the road. Um, all right. Last game on the slate, another 8 o'clock game. Very weird. No late-night sweats whatsoever here. Spurs and Grizzlies at 8 o'clock. Memphis favored by 8.5. Second highest total on the board at 236.5. 114 flat implied for the Spurs. A big 122.5 for the Memphis Grizzlies. Neither team uh, plays uh, tomorrow, or, and neither team played last night. So, You've got two fresher teams uh, to take a look at here. Spurs are 24 and 37, Grizz 42 and 20. Uh, Doug McDermott, questionable. Uh, Romeo Langford, questionable. So there's two guys uh, that are important because they'd be in that pretty deep rotation that the Spurs have now that they've picked up the Josh Richardsons, et cetera, of the world. So need to follow that because they're definitely not one of my favorite squads on that side based on that rotation of players. Brandon Clark is questionable for Memphis, and the same three guys out again, Brooks, Conchar, and Pons. All right, statistically speaking, how about the pace here? This is not your dad's or grandpa's or whatever you want to call it, San Antonio Spurs and Memphis Grizzlies. For years and years, we watched Pop and then the Grindhouse in Memphis, two, two teams that made a lot of playoffs, a lot of tight, good defensive games, but that is long gone. You now have two of the fastest four teams in the NBA regarding pace. So good 236 and a half number and not a game to overlook with the Spurs being the fourth and Memphis third fastest teams in the league. San Antonio has struggled defensively most of the season. They're 20th. But the Grizz have maintained in that top 10 their seventh defensively. So a little bit tougher tougher chore for the Spurs. Uh, is it a DeJounte Murray uh, game? He has really been a big favorite with a lot of DFS players. He's rested. Certainly a great pivot if you're not going to go with Giannis to pay up for Murray at 10-6. There are some potential ways to get both Murray and Giannis in your lineup but you definitely have to uh, grab a little bit more value. And I would assume that some more value will open up as the day goes on. So Murray, definitely an option. Uh, after that, Devin Vassell at 5'7 can have some decent games. Um, but then it's it's a bit of a crapshoot, to be honest with you. If McDermott plays, he's in there. Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, Josh Richardson, Kata Bates-Jopp, Zach Collins, Josh Primo, Jock Landell, I mean, Romeo Langford now in the mix. Trey Jones could get some backup uh, point guard minutes. So it is a very deep bench, 10 deep. 
Uh, really not interested in anybody else at all other than Murray on that side of the ball. For Memphis, it's a different situation. You've got some key guys, especially with Clark being questionable. That hurts their rotational depth at the bigs. So Jaw, another you know nine seven, you can get him almost a thousand cheaper than Dejounte Murray, and certainly a guy that can break a slate at any time. Desmond Bain at a fair price at six one, as is Jaron Jackson at six seven, and Stephen Adams at six k. What a night he had the other night! He had like eleven points and ten rebounds in the first quarter. It was unbelievable. So Adams has played very well uh, of late. Uh, the Spurs continue to go small. So, you know, Adams, if he's not played off the floor, which, you know, he wasn't the last go around where we were concerned with that same thing, uh, certainly a cheap uh, price there, but you don't want to chase points from the last game. Uh, after that, really Kyle Anderson off the bench, but, you know, very, very, very inconsistent there. So really Morant, Bain, Jackson, Adams, uh, Zaire Williams at 3-5. He's had a few good games, but not quite enough to go there. So certainly want some exposure in these 8 o'clock games. Uh, they're not only the highest totals, but, uh, you know, really good matchups uh, for both uh, all of these teams to do well. So that is it, my friends. Seven games. Uh, I ask on the way out real quick, a thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, Hit the little alert in the upper corner there. If you click on that bell, you'll know when any of our podcasts post. Um, give us a little comment. Love questions, comments uh, in uh, YouTube. That would be great. If you want to catch us on Twitter, we're posting all the time. Uh, our man Colin Chachoff doing a fantastic job, uh, as well as Tyler Pitzer getting all that information out there in the tweeter sphere, if you want to call it that. Um, we are at DFS Coach Talk. You can find all of us there. If you want to DM me or uh, look me up directly, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Uh, also, just check us out. Uh, check out our website. We've got testimonials on there. We've got a lot our backgrounds, you know, a lot of information that you can utilize. Um, that is DFSCoachTalk.com. So I uh, would love to have you. Join us, uh, certainly, if you're listening to the audio podcast version of our show here. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever your, your landing spot is for podcasts, take a second, give us a five-star rating and a quick comment. Everybody that does that gets a into a drawing, which today is the last day. It's the last day of the month. It's February 28th. So we will draw one uh, at the end of the day. And someone's going to get a free one-week membership, uh, all access to Coach Talk. So on the audio podcast side, last day for February uh, to get into that drawing. So we would love to see you and in our group and collecting the, the money. We have a lot of GIFs we post in there. Uh, I am a GIF master. <laughs> so you'll see all kinds of a scooping money and chasing after it and taking some stuff down. So uh, enjoy the day. Enjoy this. Monday's always a little bit tougher. So, but we've got a great NBA slate in seven games. Uh, tomorrow's my Tuesday's my day of respite. So the very, uh, venerable and honorable Mr. Andrew Hansen will be at the helm for NBA for us here at coach talk. 
as well as on the podcast. So have a fantastic Monday and Tuesday. Uh, we'll definitely look to take down a bunch of stuff both days. And I'll be back with you on Wednesday. And I will definitely be looking to crush it in DFS.